0: in the series called get real and that's uh that's a challenge for all people that we can be real before god and open up who we really are to god and relate to him from our innermost being we're going to see this morning that uh the lord has desired truth in our inward parts just as D read in Psalm 51. What does it take for the Lord in our innermost being to help us see truth in our inward parts? It takes a lot of getting real for that, right? How many remember when you were in trouble in high school? Now maybe, maybe, maybe none of you ever got that way, but you only told mom or dad half the story because Uh, it, It was bad enough. You were already in trouble for the half you were going to tell, but the other half you kept hidden away. You remember that? Believe it or not, in my ministry over 43 years, sometimes in the reception after the funeral, children, after they'd lost their adult parents all those times, said, you know, I've never said this out loud before, but one time I did this because I didn't want them to know that. (laughs) <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing what it takes for us really sometimes to be in the moment to get as real before God as we can get. But the Lord wants us to be real. And so last week we took a look at revival. And we said the way to revival was this. 2nd Chronicles 7:14. Ray, you can go ahead and put up that slide there. It says, if, if my people, that means you, the people of God, whoever professes faith in the Lord, and it was that way in Israel, would humble themselves and pray, and then these things, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will forgive I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. Let's look at it. Three on each side. If the people of God humble themselves and pray, seek God's face, turn from their wicked ways, those three things, then will I hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Three in each way. Sometimes, though, It's not the easiest thing for us to turn from our wicked ways because we have to get real with God. David had messed things up as bad as a human being can mess things up. First, he had uh, committed adultery. First in his mind, then in his heart, and then actually with Bath. Sheba. But do you know he had to eliminate the problem? And the problem for him was her husband. So he went from adultery, and because he was the king and could do this, he deployed Uriah to a field of battle. Oh, frontline battle. Oh, the kind of frontline battle where you rarely return. And he was eliminated. And that disgraced the whole kingdom. Isn't it interesting this morning that our sins that we're culpable for can disgrace the whole kingdom? Dennis and I were talking because he arrives early. Matter of fact, he arrives next to first. As soon as the door is open, Dennis is here and he sits He's already mad at me for calling his name in the service this morning, you know. But I love you, Dennis, and uh, peace be with you. And, and uh, forgive me for just saying that. But we, we talk a little bit. And the thing that hit my heart today about Psalm 51 is the amazing reality that the whole kingdom got disgraced because of David. And the thing that hits my heart about 2 Chronicles 7.14 is because of individual sin, the whole land needed healed. Are you aware that when God promises to revive the land and he'll hear the confession of our sins and asking for forgiveness for our sins, that what happens is our whole land can be healed. Let me put it this way. Your spiritual well-being, your willingness to get real with God, to get right with God, your willingness doesn't just make your heart right. It's a key of healing to our land. Our land needs healing. Our land needs to know that God is good all the time. Our land needs to return to revering God in the hallways of hospitals, in the chamber of commerce, in the activities in our public schools. People need to to know that there are good people in a community that attend church and that love God and are willing to count for what is good for the whole. And that's a way of God to heal our entire land. Let's look at what he has to say in Psalm 51 this morning. After all of the things he's guilty for, right? He turns to God. Don't you wish that sometimes we turn to God before the problem so the problem would never happen? <laughs> I was even talking to my dad who's been in the hospital the last couple of weeks, he fell and broke his ankle, but he knew he shouldn't have got up. Mom was gone and he, uh, he has a chair that he sits in and his walker was removed and he thought, I'll just do it and he wound up on the floor and then wound up in the hospital. And uh, I, I, I leaned in next to him, I said, hey dad, you remember all the times you told me, son, if you would just think a little bit, it would save you a lot of trouble. <laughs> Guess what your son is here to tell you today. Dad, if you just think about that, think of all the, the things just by, by making the mistake and, and no matter how much you don't wanna hear it, that's the price for safety. Well, don't you think that I know after 43 years into the ministry that you're never a popular you're never a popular preacher when you talk to people about facing their sins. That's about as fun as accidentally dropping a sledgehammer on your foot. But I don't, I don't do it because I, I choose to point at other people. I do it because I choose to be the kind of man that looks in God's word and believes that he still has something to say about our lives. And if we as the people of God would take that something serious, such a blessing is involved in us. Wouldn't you love to see renewal in your life at Trinity Church? Wouldn't you love to see a church being renewed? Wouldn't you love to see a church renewing the community? Wouldn't you love to see the community renewing the people in the state, and all of those individuals being salt and light and leaven to our world. Well, David actually was given the opportunity, and when the opportunity came, man, he blew it. He blew it sexually, physically, mentally, emotionally in his heart. He just blew it. He went from adultery to murder to disgracing the whole kingdom. Where do you go after all of that? And you know what David decided? I better go to God. I think I've got a God-sized problem in my life. Have you ever had a God-sized problem in your life? Do you have any situations in your lives this morning that only the good Lord can take? But God needed David to acknowledge some things before God could help. Sometimes before God's going to change things, he's waiting for us as the people of God to acknowledge in our lives that we know and we repent and we believe. So David, wanting God to know that David knew his need, pray this prayer Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. Don't cast me away from your presence. And do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Let's look at those three things together. Create in me a clean heart. Do you know I believe there's a difference between asking God to forgive you and asking God for a clean heart? One just asks if you can kind of be removed from the consequences like judgment. The other asks if you can be renewed, if you can have a new heart. Do you believe it's possible to get to a place In your Christian faith where you can pray and this time instead of saying Lord would you forgive me again for my sins 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 that it's possible to say Lord would you give me a new heart would you create in me a clean heart it's a good thing to pray for forgiveness but it's a better thing to pray for cleansing to be clean to have the pollution of sin dealt with by god and it's helpful to our hearts well methodists used to talk a lot about what i'm talking about they called it sanctifying grace the grace that makes us pure The grace that makes us clean. The grace that makes our hearts new before God so we're willing to try again. My daughter Katie had the worst time in the world trying to ride a bicycle. Man, for other kids around the block, they hopped on that thing. They might have knocked it around sometime, but I mean, for Katie, it was a torture chamber. She'd get on the bike, she'd skin her knee. She'd get on the bike, she'd run into a tree and smash her knuckles. She she was an unmitigated disaster on two wheels. We didn't need training wheels. We need healing wheels for her. And finally, she just gave up, not going to do it. And you know something? For a while, she didn't. But one day, I don't know what caused it, she just got a new outlook on life. She said, Dad, I'm going to go do it. Everybody else is riding, and uh, evidently, they've uh, learned something I haven't learned, but I'm going to get on the bike, and I'm going to stay on it till I learn it. You know what was amazing? That very day, she rode her bike. And when she did, the 75-year-old neighbors we had that used to watch her out the window got so excited they, they came out of the house with candy and they ran up to her and hugged her and said, Katie, you've done so good. We've been watching you all these past weeks, and, but now you're doing so good. And they, they gave her gifts, and I think that looks like the Lord. <laughs> After we banged ourselves up so bad, we need the kind of outlook where we can turn to God and say, Lord, make me clean. There was a blind man by the name of Ken Medema, and he'd written quite a few songs in the contemporary Christian movement. But he wrote a chorus, and at Ichthus, that, uh, that place where they'd have this open air kind of Christian rock music festival, and they'd have ten to 15,000 kids out in a field, he, he taught us to sing a chorus. And the chorus went like this, Lord, make me clean like the new-fallen snow. Lord, make me clean like the mountain streams that flow. Lord, make me clean like the springtime green. Lord, please make me clean. Have you prayed for a clean heart? It's a key to God renewing your faith. Number two, he prayed that the Lord would renew a steadfast spirit within him. Renew him. You know, I've been following the news and and I was following the news about the uh, young boy. You know, I think he was in late elementary school, headed towards middle school. And they called it Jersey Day, team day. And everybody was supposed to, wear a team jersey. And this little boy was on the spectrum. He was he was a bit autistic, and he, uh, he made a jersey and he pinned it on. He liked the University of Tennessee. He pinned this jersey on, and uh, yeah, it, it wasn't quite the one that was gonna be like the mainstream of everyone else. It was just his homemade jersey. And he went to school, and he got bullied mercilessly for him making a homemade jersey, and it was in Florida, and his jersey was about the University of Tennessee. I want you to watch with me this, uh, this video about this.
1: Also turned his design into an official t-shirt. And it gets better. The demand for the team was so high that it crashed the school's online shop. And according to the university, a portion of the proceeds from the t-shirt sales will be donated to an anti-bullying foundation.
0: So the University of Tennessee, at the time that I first heard the story, in the first week, sold 60 thousand t-shirts of the new design and donated all of the money to an anti-bullying foundation have you heard the rest of the story it gets better the chancellor of the university of tennessee called said to the parents your son when it's time for college will receive a full ride All expenses paid to the University of Tennessee do you believe that anybody but God could have done that because I don't I think God has a wonderful way of moving human hearts when it's time and sisters and brothers it's time and for a young boy he found out what it was like to be new he went to school one day he was getting bullied And he was on a margin. He comes to school today. He's got a full ride ahead of him to the University of Tennessee. His favorite team loves him to death so much that they made a jersey just like his. And don't you believe that makes a difference in life when the people who have the final say so put it all there in your corner? God is waiting to put all that he has in your corner. He wants to make your life new. Do we deserve it? David blew it as bad as he could blow it. So he asked for a clean heart. He asked for a renewed spirit. Do you know what? He got bolder as the prayer went on. He said, Lord, I want you to restore the joy. A lot of us need that. We need to have the joy restored we need to be the people that have a smile on our face and warmth coming from our spirit and the only way that i know after the knocking that the world puts on us is by the work of the lord but do you know how well the lord did in answering david's prayer in psalm 51 he changed david's heart so much that by the time david died God gave Israel their longest period of peace. He allowed David to lay the foundation, just the plans, so that Solomon could build the permanent temple of God that Christ would come to. And finally, he said in scripture, David had a perfect heart before God. Today, you can be renewed. You can get, get, you can get a new heart by grace through faith. God will do it. And instead of turning you away because of your sins, if you'll humble yourself and acknowledge Christ to come in and do something for you, God will do something, and it's going to go way beyond your wildest dream. Not only can he get you out of a difficult situation in school, he can get you to college with all expenses paid. But for us, the people of God, not only can he forgive our sin, he can cleanse our heart, he can make our church new, and through people like you, and thank God, people like me too. God can get us beyond the place where our eyes are on each other to the kingdom of God and to the work of the Lord and He can let the joy abound once again. Get real. And when we get real with God guess what? We'll get new again. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's stand and I want to sing a chorus together called I Cast All My Cares on You. And if you'd like to come and pray, the altar would be open for you to do it, or if you'd like to pray in your seat. But here's what we're really after in our getting real is give it to God and let God do in your heart what only God can do. You know what the scripture says? He'll do it exceeding abundantly beyond all we ask or think. If you believe that, say amen this morning.